but that's okay. I guess yeah, that makes that's, sense. That's why. <laughs> Not the explanation I was anticipating for that <laughs> one, but whatever. Yeah, man, it's fucking ridiculous. Anyways. That... Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of 4.30 in the morning. This is your boy, Ben. And Pat is back as well. How you doing, Pat? I'm back. I'm 70, doing all right. 71? 71. Um, yeah, I'm ready for 71. I feel like Trey Turner is 71 for Pittsburgh. Okay. The Browns got uh, Jedrick Wills, their left tackle, playing or wearing 71. He's pretty good. Nah, he's not bad. He's going to be a good player. I don't know if he should be a left tackle necessarily. He was only in his second year, right? Yeah. yeah. And he was playing with injuries last year. Now, he was even a Pro Bowl alternate, even though he described himself as playing like complete shit all year. And he became a Pro Bowl alternate. <laughs> and he missed like six games. So I don't know how the hell, I don't know who the hell votes in these types of things. But hey, anyways. Good for him. Good job, Wills. Yeah, he, he's a little bit different. He's in those Baker commercials. You ever see those on the TV? Like that's basically every commercial. At yeah, this point. he's in. He's in a couple of them. He's the one where he's buying his shoulder pads back from Baker's yard sale. Ah. and then he's also in Baker's Book Club. <laughs> so I don't think I've seen the Book Club one. And he's in a third one. He's in the one where they're playing Halo on the jumbotron. I think I've seen you that. Think one. You've seen that one? Yeah. So he's in. He's in. Somehow he ended up in three of those commercials. He's the only other player that gets in all of those. So Baker is making more off these damn commercials than he is making money from the Browns. Well, he kind of needs it based on his I'm whole situation. Sure. Yeah, so sure. At least he's getting some income coming in. I think he's got a feature as an actor. Hmm. I think so. I think he could be like uh, like an action star. You think? Like in the Expendables or something. I could see it. I don't know. Or he could do like like a sitcom. Like like you take the at home with Baker Mayfield commercials. And you build like an entire sitcom around that, around a player that something happened and he had to live in the stadium for a while. I don't know. He he'll be a great like like an eighty sitcom. I don't know. I feel like he's like a Zac Efron dude. Zac Efron. Who the hell's Zac Efron? He's that dude from. Uh, oh, isn't he on like the Jersey Shore or something? No, I don't know who's on Jersey Shore. I never seen Jersey Shore. I don't know. Anyways, if you know who Zac Efron <laughs> is, please tweet us. At please 30 tweet in us the... at thirty in the comment on our Facebook page. Yes, please comment. Anyways, do you have any, uh, we should probably get into the news stories. Do you have any good news stories this week? Yeah, I got some news. Let me get into one. This is from today.com. Uh-oh. Do you have this one? I don't think so. This is from March 8th, 2022. Okay. Headline reads, <laughs> Florida teacher. Do you have this one? No. Florida teacher beaten and hospitalized after attacked by five-year-old student, police say. <laughs> Okay. A South Florida teacher was taken to the hospital last week after she was attacked by a five-year-old student, leaving her dazed and unresponsive, officials said Monday. What the hell? The unidentified instructor was found by first responders sitting on the ground against the wall and appearing to be in a faint state at Pines Lakes Elementary School, about 15 miles southwest of downtown Fort Lauderdale, according to a heavily redacted Pembroke (laughs) Pines Police Department (laughs) incident report. What were they redacting in this? <laughs> I don't know. The youngster was taken to an empty cool-down room where the attack on the teacher allegedly took place, police said. The teacher was taken to Memorial Regional Hospital in Hollywood and has since been released, officials said. While the young suspect is still being investigated for possible aggravated assault with hands, fists, and feet, it's unlikely he'll be criminally prosecuted, police spokesman told NBC News on Monday. Prosecutors would be hard-pressed to show that this five-year-old had the ability to distinguish right from wrong, the police representative said. The victim in her late 30s 
or early 40s. Is about five foot four with a slender frame. Broward Teachers Union President Anna Fusco told NBC News on Monday she suffered a concussion and other injuries after the enraged special education student between. 50 and 60 pounds unleashed on the teacher, according to the union chief. The instructor has been leading an acceptable student education class with a group of children with some type of special needs or special disability with all kinds of different diagnoses, according to Fusco. The way he pounced on her and the way she fell backwards and smacked her head, it was a severe concussion, Fusco said. She got some other bodily injuries from him jumping on her, kicking her, kicking, punching, biting, that's going to lead to surgery. Broward County Public officials referred all questions to police yikes <laughs> that's all i can say to that i don't even know where to start that's basically the end of it i i don't even know where to start now this wasn't a cool this all happened in like a cool down room i guess i feel like if you're a teacher and you're going in a cool down room i don't care how young the kid is you have to have some combat skills like ready to sure go. now right. not attacking the kid but restraint sure you have to be ready to get hands-on in this type of scenario Sure. The problem, too, is it sounds like this was a surprise attack based on everything that's going on. Yeah. There's no way if she was cognizant of what was going on that this kid was able to get this kind of leverage against her. But a surprise attack? I could see a five-year-old doing this. He knocked her. She hit her head. That's insane. I mean, yeah. But I'm I'm thinking of a five-year-old. A five-year-old. That's the thing that I can't get my head around. It'd be different if this was like a ten-year-old. Yeah, no. Or t- even I, even like a seven or eight year old. Yeah, you can, can see, you, you, you can see a seven eight year old beating somebody up. I can't imagine a five year old going five year going to court for this. <laughs> like, like what? Now, obviously, it's assault in any other scenario outside of the fact that the kid's a five year old. I just don't understand how you let this happen. There, there, there. Things need to be examined, especially. <laughs> A kid like this, it sounds like they already knew that there were some issues going on based on the program that he was in. Yes. You've got to be more aware of this type of thing. You've got to have better hands on deck. Maybe they should have a bigger teacher in there than a slender five foot four. Yeah. Woman, you know? I don't know. There's a, It's kind of a sad story all around because obviously she got the shit beat out of her and the kids, he, he's not off to a good start as a, he, as a person. He, yeah, definitely. But holy shit. You know, if, if I got beat up by a five-year-old, I'd have to quit my job. Yeah, that'd exactly. Have to, I'd, that'd have to be it. Well, then again, too, you've got significantly more going for you than this woman does, probably. Maybe. I just, I, uh, I don't know. I feel like if, if this is a, if this is a realistic threat, you got to reexamine your career at this point. If this is something that could feasibly happen to you, maybe <laughs> right. you shouldn't be working in this field. I agree. Anyways, is that all you have with that one? Yeah, that's it. There's not a whole lot more we can really break down with that. Yep, that's Without getting it. too controversial, but. Anyways, I got I got a couple of news stories. I think I got three today. Sweet. This first one comes from our favorite, UPI Odd News. Now, this is a little bit morbid. Okay. I almost didn't run this one, but I decided to go with it. Just more of a curiosity than anything. Sure. Box of human heads. I have the same one. Stolen from Denver truck. You have the same one? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll start it off, I guess. You can just do it. A thief who broke into a freight truck in Denver this week made out with some macabre cargo. A box of human heads. The unknown suspect stole a dolly and a box labeled exempt human specimen. The box was full of human heads meant to be used for medical research. The box also bore a science care label KDVR reports. 
Science Care is a program for donating bodies to science for research and education purposes. At this point, no arrests have been made and investigators are working to gather more information and recover the stolen human remains, Denver's police said on Saturday. And that's pretty much all I'm going to get into on that one. They got some like leads into who you can call if you know anything about this. But a box of human heads. <laughs> now there's a lot that could be going on with this story. You have to question what the use is of these heads. Obviously, they're they're going to be used for scientific research. But what do these people? What are these people have have? What are they going to do with these heads? Now, that is to me, that's the second question. The first question is, did they know what they were stealing at the time? <laughs> now, there are, there were labels on the boxes, exempt human specimen. I feel like you have to be tracking this type of thing to make this type of yeah. Because stealing anything, there's a lot of risk involved with it. Like, even, like, a porch pirate. Like, I order mostly junk that nobody would want and doesn't have any resale value. So a porch pirate stealing a package off my porch is going to piss me off. But they're not going to be able to do anything with it. Like, I anticipate if that were to happen, I'd just find whatever I ordered just on the street somewhere because they decided it wasn't worth keeping around. Mm -hmm. I feel like in this scenario, you're not going to steal it from an individual with a truck. You know what I mean? Sure. So I feel like you have to have known or at least had an idea of what you were getting. Yeah, I'd say so. Could you imagine sealing something from this this type of scenario or opening it up and it's a box of human heads <laughs> and you weren't anticipating this? That would be a nightmare. Uh, that'd be pretty freaky. That'd be one of the weirdest things ever. So I'm thinking yes to what you said with your comment. Uh, maybe they're probably doing something with it. Maybe they're like reselling them on the black market or some Which, shit like that. That's a real thing. That is a real thing. Nah, I believe it. Yeah. There could be some occult practices going on. Sure. I'm trying to think Denver, Colorado. There's some weird shit going on out there. Sure. Um, that's just a weird story all around. And obviously it's a problem. Could you imagine if your relative donated their head to science and they got jacked and oh, just got I'd stolen? Be oh, I'd be so upset. Oh, I'd be so pissed. <laughs> Unreal. It's just one of the weirdest headlines I've ever seen. But I've never. Yeah, that's the that's a first for me. I don't think I've ever heard you know heard of that. You you hear about you know the crazy shit that goes on in Vegas. You know, taking people's organs. Yeah. You know, drugging them. Kind of shit also happens in Southeast Asia. You know, you wake up and you got stitches on your shit. You know, because they took your fucking kidney. I feel like that would happen to me. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's a weird news story. That's all I got with that one. Did you have anything you wanted to add to that? Nope. You, you covered it all. All right. What else you got? Uh, I got one more. This is from Deshi News Post. Uh-oh. I think that's how you say that. Archaeologists stunned as 2,000-year-old skull bound by metal evidence of ancient sur- surgery. They were stunned? Yes, they were stunned. Oh, I thought you said stunned. No, stunned. <laughs> I'm sorry. When archaeologists uncovered a 2,000-year-old skull bound with metal, evidence of ancient surgery, they were taken aback. Archaeologists have been startled by the 2,000-year-old skull of a Peruvian warrior bound with metal, which is one of the earliest pieces of evidence of ancient surgery. The metal-fused elongated skull is currently on exhibit at the Skeletons Museum of Osteology in Oklahoma, United States. The find has been characterized as one of the museum's most fascinating artifacts. The skull is considered to be that of a Peruvian warrior who died in a fight about 200 years ago. 200 years ago. 200 years ago? <laughs> they, I think that's a typo. Oh, my I think God. It, I think they meant to put 2,000 years ago. I was going to say. Yeah, I was like, I don't think that's right. Peruvian surgeons are supposed to have conducted a remarkable surgery on the warrior's skull after he returned from combat gravely damaged. According to the museum's Facebook page, the elongated the elongation of the structure was achieved through head binding beginning at a very young age. 
This was a practice that was used to show social standing. Ancient Peruvian physicians are supposed to have implanted a piece of metal to mend the cracked skull. According to the expedition, the substance was not poured as molten metal and the plate was used to help bind the damaged bones. The specific composition of the alloy is unknown. This is pretty crazy. That's a very interesting news story. It's a very long news story, so I'll just leave it at that. But now, what was the source again for that one? This is deshinewspost.com. Can you spell that? D-E-S-H-I-N-E-U-S-P-O-S-T. Awesome. Yep. That just gives us an opportunity to look that one up. I'm going to have to look that one up when I get home. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, There's a picture of it. That's interesting. That's really kind of weird. Never heard of it. I I didn't know. I never heard of that before. The head binding? I've heard of the head binding. Or the elongated skull type thing. See, there's a lot of anthropological controversy as to how the hell that actually happened. Now, we're thinking that was probably 2,000 years ago as opposed to 200. Yes, I think that was a typo. If you look at, like, ancient Egypt and some of the old-ass, like, depictions of humans, they all have that elongated skull. Yeah. And there's questions as to if that was done by humans, but for what reason? For what reason would you put effort into that? Aliens. Outside of trying to emulate your alien ancestry or as biological evidence of alien-human hybridization. That's true. That's kind of where I'm landing. And it's what it looks like. This was Peru. This was Peruvian, you said? Yes. You know, the alien anthropological evidence is just as strong in South America as it is anywhere else in the world during that time. So I'm thinking aliens is the most likely culprit for this. I don't know what you have to say about that, but... I can see it. I'm thinking probably aliens see with this one. So. Yeah. Anyways, that's a really interesting news story. There's a lot of weird shit getting dug up. Dug up. <laughs> dug up. And you, just, you never know what, what the hell they're going to find next. It's all about how are they using this evidence, though. Because right. there is treasures out there. There's, we're going to be digging shit out that's interesting for thousands of years still. Sure. It's how are we going to use that to put together a story that actually makes sense. That's where I think anthropology kind of struggles as a science. Is they're not really putting together a story that actually makes sense when you put a critical mind. Using the evidence to build a story as opposed to fitting evidence within a story. Right. So that's all I have to say about that. Do you have anything more you want to add with that one? Nope. Awesome. Pretty well said. What that do you, was, that do you, was a good one. Do you have any more? I got two more. These should be pretty quick. Hopefully we have time for these. I feel like the main topic is going to be weak, so I think we should probably run them both. What do you think? <laughs> Whatever you want to do. All right. This one comes from the New York Post, and this is one that I had prepared, and I'm kind of pissed off. I, I had a couple of week news sessions. I had this one prepared three weeks ago, and I forgot about it. Man. This one comes from February 19th, 2022, and this one's going to come from the New York Post. Southern California man arrested three times in one day. <laughs> a, Southern, a Southern California man was arrested three times in 16 hours on Sunday, according to reports. James Langdon's first arrest happened around 3 a.m. in Glendale in Los Angeles after he allegedly led police on a foot pursuit while officers tried to cite him for jaywalking, according to Fox 11 in Los Angeles. The 47-year-old was arrested for alleged obstruction and taken to a hospital after he requested medical attention. He was later released in order to appear in court at a later date. Several hours later, he was arrested for a second time for allegedly trespassing inside of a Glendale business. After an employee said they found him trying to enter a closed area with a screwdriver. He was arrested for trespassing but released three hours later due to the county's emergency $0 bail order. So that's arrest number two. (laughs) Around 7 p.m., officers responded to reports of a break-in at a city apartment. Allegedly found Langdon in the hallway outside an apartment where residents said the door was left ajar and things had been moved around. 
when Langdon, when Langdon saw officers, he allegedly ran back into the empty apartment and barricaded himself inside. <laughs> officers set up a perimeter, and after an officer went into the apartment to negotiate his exit, Langdon was arrested for felony vandalism. He caused around $6,000 in damage to the apartment and building, according to the police. Langdon remained in jail on a $150,000 bond after his third arrest, <laughs> according to Fox 11. So this guy... <laughs> What an eventful day this guy had. <laughs> he got booked and processed three times in 16 hours. I can't get over that. It's unbelievable. Like, I, why did they let him out so quick? Zero dollar bail in Southern California. That never happens. Usually you're in jail a This while. is Southern California, though. Yeah, it's true. They're making up whatever criminal justice laws they want to. Basically. So this guy, I could see letting him out for jaywalking. ROR him or whatever the term is. I could see... If you're going to use a $0 bail, that's probably where it starts. Now, he resisted arrest and well, part of that. That's a mistake. Which is a mistake. And if you look at this guy's mugshot, he looks like he looks like the kind of guy that like the Sopranos would hire for like a shitty ass, like a shit job, <laughs> where it's some guy that thinks he's a mobster but really isn't. This mm-hmm. is what this guy looks like. like his mugshot is fucking creepy as hell. But the second one was attempted burglary, basically. And they let him out again for that. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? This guy's already got, gotten out twice. They made the decision to let him out again, and he went right back at it. Right back at it. <sighs> I don't know. I don't even... I don't... Three times in 16 hours. I'd, I'd be pissed if I was the, you know, community <laughs> over there. Yeah, no the, shit. The, of our judicial system. Could you imagine if it was like a cop working a double? <laughs> right. <laughs> the jail books him a few hours later on the shift. Shit. Jesus, Takes him to the jail, books this him. guy again. And he does it three times. Anyways, that's all I got with that one. I got one more, though. Now, this one's going to be really short, but this one is absolutely ridiculous. So this one comes from thesun.com, and it takes us back to the country of Thailand. Wife shoots husband in the crotch with fishing harpoon because he didn't cook her dinner. A furious wife shot her husband in the crotch with a fishing harpoon because <laughs> he went boozing with pals instead of cooking her dinner. Shanita... Quadrum 43 waited up for <laughs> this guy's name is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Shanisa Kudrum 43 waited up for Boon Chewy. <laughs> Boon Chewy Musatun 45 before shooting him like a fish with a spear gun. Oh my god. Piercing the base of his manhood. Oh no. Boon Chewy said his wife of 21 years then twisted the spear. Oh my god. He was so drunk, he did not go to the hospital until the next day, where he received 17 stitches. Boon Chewy of Bururam, Thailand, said, I will not return home for now until she cools down. That's all that news story entails. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Now, I found that one on like 50 different websites. I can't believe you didn't see that one this week. <laughs> I had to pick that article just because it was a little bit less graphic than a lot of the other ones. That Sure. But this guy went out drinking instead of cooking his wife's supper. She waited up for him, and when he walked back in the building, she shot him with a harpoon <laughs> right down there in his uh, in his unit. And then twisted it and, like, took it and, like, twisted it. What's funny is this guy is still considering going back to her <laughs> just after she cools down. After she cools down. I mean, they, they've been around for, they've been together for 21 years, so I guess you got Dude, something to look forward to. if someone shoots me in the dick with a harpoon, it's over, okay? It's over. Now. I don't care how long we've been together. I was looking at the pictures of these people, and this was like, in like the, like the complete back country of Thailand. Like, they're living in like, <laughs> like straw huts and shit. I can't, 
Who the hell has a harpoon? Yeah. <laughs> Just like what? Like those things, from what I imagine, are big. Those harpoons yeah, are like big. Yeah, huge ass. Yeah, exactly. So how did that not kill him? How did I not just put a hole right fucking through him? I can't believe. Yeah, exactly. And this motherfucker was so drunk. He's like went to bed with a harpoon sticking out of him or something. <laughs> he didn't even go to the hospital till the next even, day. I don't even know what to say. I don't even. Nah. Know, I don't even know how this is possible. It sounds like Boone Chewy might have a little bit of an alcohol problem. It sounds like it. But his wife, obviously, she has some anger issues. I was listening. I was reading some other articles, and it sounds like she she has some <laughs> issues going on too, where. It might not be to this extent, but I kind of feel bad for Boon Chewy. No wonder he's going out drinking with his pals. If this is what he has to go home to, oh, harpoon wielding un- un- wife, unbelievable. Anyways, that's what all. else has she wield? You know, I, I'm, I'm sure he's gotten worse. This is probably just this is probably just one of many. Just one of many incidents. Yeah, exactly. He's probably got stab wounds and all kinds of shit. I I don't I don't want to get into it, but uh, <laughs> Boon Chewy, we feel for you, buddy. Or you probably want to. We're out here for you. You probably want to consider not going back. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. Anyways, that's all I got for that one. So that was a good one. That's funny. <laughs> that <was> pretty funny. <laughs> Anyways, I know the main topic. Pat, what is the main topic today? Ben, if we've ever had an episode, and we do this a lot, where we kind of pin pin an episode on the other person. Sure. This one is going to be your episode. This is the one you've been. But it for. is your episode. I picked the topic, but it's Ben episode. Ben's episode. <sighs> What are we talking about today, Ben? We're going to be talking about Harry Potter. Oh, God. Yep, Harry Potter. The Harry Potter series. The Kid Who Lived. Yes, The Kid Who Lived. Anyways, so, Ben, Harry Potter has been, it's been a cultural icon pretty much throughout our childhood, I would say. I was never as into Harry Potter as some people were. I know Tim's read all the books. I've never read all the books. I've read, like, the first three or four. Mm-hmm. I've seen most of the movies. I've never seen all the movies, but... I've always been surprised that Harry Potter over the years has become something that you've become a bigger fan of. Would you like to yeah. speak to that a little bit as to why or how that happened? I mean, just watch the movies as a kid, you know. Sure. You like it as a kid. And my younger cousins were really into it, too. Oh, okay. I guess that helps a little bit. So, like, you know, we go over to their house. It's all Harry Potter shit. Sure. You know. So, I read all the books when I was younger. Okay, so you have read them all? I've read them, yeah. Okay. But I kind of forgot about it for a while. Sure. But then, probably about three, four years ago, I started listening to the books at work. Okay. And they're just good. They're good books. They're fun to listen to. They're long. Like, the whole series itself is long. Yeah. So, it takes up a lot of time. Sure. And, uh, I don't know, just like a lot of fantasy worlds, you just get into it, you know? Sure. You, you go and you look, you do more research into the, more of the backstories of, you know, the characters, the, the the whole fucking world that she created, you know? Yeah. Similar to, you know, the Game of Thrones world or the, the Lord of the Rings world, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess that definitely makes sense. Now, for me, my mom read the books and my, both of my grandmothers read the books. My one, my mom's mom especially was really into Harry Potter back when she was still around, so... Sure. That's kind of where I got a lot of my exposure from. Like, and she would like to play board games with us, so she'd always buy like a Harry Potter board game and we'd play it. Like the one was, uh, we I think it was we call it. We always called the games a different game than what it was actually called. We called the one the Diagon Alley game, where the game was literally buying your school supplies for Hogwarts. <laughs> but it was kind of a fun little game because there was like an economic system going on, and you had to go to the different shops. You had to make sure you bought the right one, and <laughs> you had to go to Gringotts. You had to, yeah, you had the budget. Your sick, your silver sickles, and your bronze newts, and your gold galleons, and shit. Knuts. Is that what they're called? They're yeah. Newts. Knuts. I was calling them newts. Oh, 
Yeah, they're nuts. But that was kind of a fun little game. And then she bought this other one that was all reflexes. It was uh, it was Quidditch, but it was like uh, you know, like those like little air hockey table games type things. Yeah. Except this one, like it would be like it was like the field, but the field would kind of like bowl out. So you had this little like thing, and the the quaffles would yeah. <laughs> would filter down, and you had this little gun, and you try to shoot into the into the goals, and it would keep track of your score basically. So it was That's like pretty a physical, cool. It's like a physical game. Yeah. And then every once in a while, this little ping pong ball would shoot up, and that was the golden snitch. <laughs> Whoever caught it. So you you, you and Tim were into that shit. Well, we would play with our grandma, and I always I was so good at that game. Like yeah. I I almost never lost because I could always catch a snitch really quickly. But yeah, we didn't have any Harry Potter games. I think those are the two that we played. And I'm trying to think if there are any more. I guess they still got a couple of really good board games out there. Mm. And then I played. I had like the Game Boy Advance games. The one I couldn't get into, the Sorcerer's Stone. I couldn't get into. Fucking Peeves would fuck me up Peeves. in the first level. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't get past it. I had no idea what the hell was going on. The in this Poltergeist. Game. And then see, I'll, it's kind of annoying how they completely took him out of the movies. Yeah, I was thinking about that. And that's the only reason I found out about Peeves was from that stupid Game Boy Advance game. And then I read the Sorcerer's Stone years later. Mm-hmm. So I learned about him. But yeah, that was kind of dumb. But then there was another game, a Quidditch game, yep. a Game Boy Advance game. I was really good at that one too. Like you could play like the House Cup, and then you could play like the World Cup. Mm. So I would always play. I think I played as like Japan or somebody weird ass. <laughs> That was some pretty good shit. Sounds fun. Yeah, I never, I never ever really, I don't think I've ever played like a Harry Potter game in any sort of fashion. So I kind of like the games better than I liked anything else, but. Besides like trivia. Sure. See, I wouldn't do, I don't know if I'd do well with the trivia. Now let me see, I got some notes written down. You're just going to talk shit the whole time. I am. (laughs) See, I don't really, I don't know. I feel like the, the world itself is really cool. The wizarding world is really cool. But is Harry Potter the best person to explore it with? I don't think so. I mean, there are a lot more Probably cooler not. and more interesting characters in Harry Potter because he's like, it's like, oh, well, his parents died and he's a special boy and all that shit. But it's like, that's been done before. Like, Frodo's parents were dead before he went on sure. his adventure. That's been done before. So, I don't know. Well, I think it's the what happened to Harry is what makes it unique. See, his parents seem like more interesting characters, though. Like, Lily and, what was his dad's name? Peter? James. <laughs> but it wasn't Peter. No. <laughs> I, had, I had Peter I had Peter written down on my paper. Uh, no, nope, no, nope, it's James. It's not Peter Potter. No. <laughs> Dude. Ah, so dumb. But they were more interesting characters you, as far you, as I'm you were, You've been waiting to do that. <laughs> Maybe. You had that thought out. I couldn't remember his name. I couldn't remember his name. I thought it was Peter. But then well, I realized, well, there is a Peter. I was probably thinking in... of Peter Pevensey. Now you're just making shit up. No, it's Colin. Colin. Peter Pettigrew. Peter Pettigrew. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I get him and Peeves mixed up for some reason. Sure. Now, they were in the, they were, they would have been around at the same time, though. Kind of. I don't know how old Peeves is. But the ghost was in the building when Peter Pettigrew was in the building as a rat. Well, yeah. That's what I was trying to get at. Okay. Yeah, sure. So, but I think, like, I would rather watch a movie with, not Peter, James and uh, Lupin. That'd be sweet. And Sirius and Pettigrew. That would be a better, that would be a better See, story. that would be sweet. Like, the Marauders map. The Yeah. If they had, like, a Marauders movie, that would be sweet. See, I, I would start with that. And then you could have Snape in the mix and you could have yeah. Lily. Yeah, I agree. I think that'd be sweet. Or you could even do a series because, you know, they had seven years at Hogwarts together. 
Sure, it'd be a little bit better as far as I'm concerned. It'd be pretty sweet. That brings us to my next question. Who the hell sends their kids <laughs> to Hogwarts? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, this place is a complete disaster. There's always some ridiculous problem going on. I feel like there was, if there was any transparency whatsoever, nobody would ever send their kids there. Because number one, starting with the fucking first movie, they're starring like the most ridiculous dark magic, black magic sorcery shit in, in the school. And they're like, oh, just don't go to the third floor. Don't go to the third floor, basically. See, a lot of it is, so there's a lot of theories regarding the series. Sure. And a a big theory that is is basically um, admitted by Dumbledore in the series, that he basically controls every aspect of Harry's life during the series. So a lot of a lot of shit that happens like at school is basically all pre planned and set up by Dumbledore to where I don't think For th- Harry? Yes, for Harry for certain reasons. But like and it all makes sense if you really put all of it together in every single book, it it, really, it makes sense. Dumbledore basically control every, every, controls every aspect of Harry's life, leading up to the point of killing Dumb, killing Voldemort, because that's the end game. He has to kill Voldemort. So that would include and and Dumbledore is the only person that knows how to kill Voldemort, and he has to he has to pass this knowledge on to Harry. So he's basically controlling every aspect of Harry's life so to that, prepare him for Voldemort. That would include Dumbledore dying himself, correct? Yeah. Okay. Now, that brings up another question. Yes. Dumbledore did plan his own death. Where in the wizarding world does Dumbledore rank in terms of, like, strong wizards? Is he at the tippy top? Is he so, the best? As, is far he the as, best? as far as history? throughout No, the history? in terms of who's around at the time. Okay. Yes. He's, he's considered... The greatest wizard wizard. of the age. Okay. Yes. So he's better than Cornelius Fudge. Oh, yes. He's better than... uh, He's better than any other wizard in in the series. What about Slughorn? Is he better than Slughorn? Yeah, he's better than Slughorn. Okay. Now, I feel like if he is that good, why would he waste his time at the shitty-ass school as the headmaster? Shouldn't he be doing other shit? Well, he he did a lot. Like, he was on the... He was... um, he was on the Wizengamot. He was the like the top guy on the Wizengamot. Okay. Which is like the court system of the Ministry of Magic. Then what did Cornelius Fudge do? He was he was the minister. The minister of magic. Of magic. Now, yes. where would that? Where would? How would he not have oversight over Dumbledore then? I mean, he kind of does. Okay. But everyone knows that he he always goes to Dumbledore for help. He goes to Dumbledore for help all the time. Because he kind of struck me as completely incompetent during the entire thing. He is. But back to Hogwarts for a second. So I guess it helps having the best wizard run on the show but you've got all this all this shit going on you've got a bunch of delinquents within the like the faculty see, of hogwarts yeah see like in the <laughs> like in the first movie the whole thing that happens with harry like saving the stone sure i don't think any of the other kids knew about any of it oh nobody even knew that that happened outside of harry and ron and hermione basically okay. i mean the whole school found out after the fact yeah. Like, they say that in the movie. So, naturally, the whole school knows when they say that at the end of the movie. Well, like, the end of the, a professor ended up dying in the whole thing. Quarrel, yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> but it's like, you know, it, it was basically set up for Harry. And Harry literally says that in the book. He's like, I feel like Dumbledore just kind of wanted me to test my strength. Like he he says something along those lines in the in the first book. Yeah, and you know when you read that book and it doesn't come across nearly as well in the movie. It's just it's just like a puzzle solving. The whole thing is just yeah. Well, it's it the, feel it feels very set up. They're all mysteries. Sure. The, the the whole series is actually a mystery series if you really break it down. Every yeah, every mean, book every book has its mystery that she's really good. Like J.K. Rowling's really good at foreshadowing. Sure. And 
placing itty bitty, even if they're really subtle, itty bitty things along the way to keep the mystery going, you know? Yeah. And there are different authors that can do that as well. Like I would say that George R.R. R. Martin does a good job of that. Except, yeah, he, can, I except mean, he also, he'll, he will create this whole thing only to lead you to a dead end in the books. Yeah. I don't know if you've caught on to any of that shit yet, but yeah. What I like about Rowling is she's not as, as a, sophisticated writer as Martin is or yeah, like Tolkien. Yeah, those come out. And the other thing with Rowling, too. But what I like about Rowling is she will close out a story, she'll close out a mystery, making sure that it all makes sense. Yeah. And you're not, because, like, some people think that the best mystery books are, you know, or, or stories in general are ones that end on a cliffhanger. Sure. Or leave you leaving questions. Sometimes that's annoying, and sometimes it's just good to understand the whole story. Yeah. And she can do that and still continue on the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the only other criticism that I've heard with regards to what you just brought up is that a lot of people claim that she needed an editor during the books or during writing the books because she kind of over-elaborates on stuff that she already covered previously. She does, kind of. But to me, I don't. I wouldn't even consider that criticism because I feel like you got to bring up. I, I do that. I do that all the time whenever I write yeah. anything. So. you only really see that in the beginning of her books because sure. she does like she kind of does like a little recap. Yeah. You no, know, in the beginning of some books, not all of them, but yeah. just kind of reiterating Harry's story a little bit. You know, I guess that kind of makes sense because you don't sure. know even with a book series like that, you would hope that everybody would read every single book. Right, but, but you, you know, know there are people picking up the book in like book five. Right, trying to get, <laughs> trying to get brought up to speed basically now book five that's now book five is the biggest book the order of the of the phoenix Phoenix. okay now that's probably one of the only exceptions where the movie might be a little slightly better put together than the book the book is and she rowling will even admit this there's way too much for what's going on in the book. Yeah. It's too choppy. She added way too much in details that just aren't needed. Sure. And they broke it down really good for the movie. Because even, even though the movie was decent like a lot different, but they had to make it like that. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, that was probably my favorite movie, the fifth one. Yeah, even though I couldn't see an umbridge but I felt like it was the whole story Umbridge, to me was satisfying. Yeah. I liked, uh, well, I kind of like Luna Lovegood, I guess. Luna, so. yeah. She's even <laughs> wackier in the book. Yeah. But, yeah. Now, the other thing, too, with that movie is that brings in the single best Harry Potter character that, that should have been in the entire series the entire time is Nymphadora Tonks. Yeah. It's like that's the best character in the series, <laughs> and you're not going to bring her around until book five, and then you're going to kill yeah, her off. Tonks. What the hell? That, that was To me, that was dumb. But I liked uh, I liked the order of the phoenix. I liked the concept. I liked yeah, the... it was it was a good it was a good um like don't get me wrong the book is good sure like there's a lot of good moments in the book. The probably the most important Harry Dumbledore moment happens in the in the in the fifth book. Sure, the big long talk they have at the end. They don't really do that that well in the movie. Yeah, they don't really take that conversation because it's really long in the book. The whole conversation. So sure, they had to break it down as best as possible for the movie. But they needed to add a little more in. Understood. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, back to Hogwarts real quick. And this was a, per- a persistent problem throughout the series. <laughs> is you, you have this school, okay? Yeah. <laughs> then you've got this forest right next to the school called the Forbidden Forest. Yeah. It seems to be like the epicenter of magical chaos, as far as I'm concerned. There's all sorts of crazy-ass shit going on there. Yeah. What was the thought process of building a school right there and being like, oh, don't don't, don't go in there, guys. You're going to get killed by uh, whatever. I don't know. Maybe it's just an area for magical creatures to live because, you know, the they're sworn to secrecy, the Wizarding World. So they don't 
they can't really be seen by muggles. So maybe this is just a, a forest like, where like a, they like dedicated. A sanctuary. Yeah, that's kind of my my guess because they had to because even like the giants, the yes. giants lived out in the mountains. They were you know what's the word I'm looking for? They're mountain men. No, what's the? I don't want to use excommunicated. That's an unnecessary word for the situation. But exiled. Yes, they're basically exiled and they're sworn to secrecy and they have all these laws with you know their secrecy. Sure. So that's probably why it's there. You and know, it's, and I guess honestly that that makes sense. That does make sense. And, I just don't think that's where you should be sending your little eleven-year-old shitty wizards and witches. Well, they normally stay like whatever is in the forest normally stays in the forest. So as long as you don't go in the forest, yeah, I guess that's kind of and they Hagrid's job. And they they go into the forest a lot during the series, and nothing <laughs> really happens. Well, I mean, they almost die a couple times. It gets a little dicey <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah. Now, wasn't there like a punishment where they had to go into the forbidden forest? Yes. <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah, it's, that shit's ridiculous. That was... Like, they had to. Yeah, in the first book, in the first book, they go into the forbidden forest for detention with Hagrid, and they're trying to find the beast that killed the unicorn. That one, to me, I couldn't believe that they were just like, "This is the most forbidden place in the place outside of the third floor." Yeah. But you're going to go out there as a replacement for detention for God knows what reason. Yeah. That's, yeah, it, it is funny. <laughs> you know? But, like, but I feel like Rowling did that on purpose. And you see that in a lot of different areas. There's just, like, really dumb, funny shit. Just humorous shit that just doesn't make sense. And you see it as a common theme throughout the series. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> speaking of dumb shit... <laughs> Who was involved in the hiring process of Gilderoy Lockhart? So, back to the original theory that I haven't even, barely even touched on because it's too much to even really get into. Okay. But the whole point, based on the theory that Dumbledore basically plans Harry's entire life at this point. Sure. In the first and second books, a couple things that Dumbledore is trying to do is one, gain Harry's loyalty to himself because he needs to trust Dumbledore throughout his Hogwarts career. Okay. And because Dumbledore has, he knows how to defeat Voldemort at the end of the day, or he's continuing to learn and he needs to pass his knowledge on to Harry. So he needs to get Harry to be loyal to him early on. And that loyalty comes in handy at the end of the Chamber of Secrets, the end of the second book. Okay. But yada, yada, yada. Where the fuck was I? What were we talking about? Gilderoy Lockhart. Gilderoy Lockhart. So, yeah, so one, he's trying to get Harry to be loyal to him. Two, he's trying to figure out Harry's character as well as build his character to be the person he needs to be to defeat Voldemort. Okay. So what he does is, so Harry's, after his first year at Hogwarts, he has an inflated, not an inflated head, but he's coming off a really good year at Hogwarts, okay? He saved the school from Voldemort and the Sorcerer's Stone. He won the freaking House Cup and shit. They didn't win the Quidditch House Cup. Not the Quidditch, but they won the, not, the overall house cup. The overall house now, those cup. Are, those yes. are differentiated, correct? Yes. There's two different things? Yeah. Okay. So Dumbledore did not want him to have a high ego. He did not ha- want him to have an inflated head. Sure. So he wanted him to show he wanted to show him what that looks like. So he hired Gildewar Lockhart as an example of what not to be like. Because Gildewar Lockhart was very famous. He's a complete clown. Though. He's a complete clown. And Dumbledore... <laughs> that theory... It, no, that theory, that it, theory is perfect. It, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and Dumbledore knew Gildewar was bullshit when he hired him. He knew this. Okay, But he did it for Harry's sake on purpose. But that, he didn't... Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I can't <laughs> believe you answered that question as well as you did. But, okay. 
<laughs> that was pretty good. That might have been the best part of the episode so far. <laughs> That's really, I'm trying to look at, oh yeah, uh, my other my other quick comment. My personal favorite character, outside of probably Tonks, is Seamus Finnegan. <laughs> Now, how did he not... He should have been the lead character in the entire series. It should have been him as the main character, but the Harry Potter shit kind of going on in the background, as far as I'm concerned. You know, what's crazy is Neville Longbottom could have been the main character of this whole thing. Yeah, I agree there. A lot, a lot of people don't know that. Because he was... he. There was a lot more going on with him that didn't really make it into the movies. Yes. Like, Neville could have been in the same situation as Harry. Yeah. It's just based off of the part of the prophecy that Voldemort heard, he chose Harry. Yeah. He marked him as his equal. But it could have been. It, it could, could have been. It could have easily been Neville. It could have easily been Neville. Because the same types of shit happened on Neville, just not. It was very similar. Yep. Now, but, back to Seamus, though. Sure. Seamus. Go ahead. My favorite character. Now, this is the dumbest thing of all time. You know how in the movie, he's like, oh, I'm half and half. My mom's a witch. I? <laughs> yeah. What I do is... I do this thing, and it pisses my mom off just for fun, is I do the quote as, my mom's a witch, my dad's a wizard, bit of shock for him when he found out. And for some reason, it really pisses my mom off. That's so funny. And she she reacts the same way the entire time. <laughs> and she's going to be upset that I even put that in the episode. But That's hilarious. My mom's a witch, my dad's a wizard, bit of shock for him when he found out. <laughs> It's like Tim. Tim finds it hilarious. One of my uncles <laughs> thinks it's the funniest thing of all time. It is funny though. But that fucking guy, he's a complete clown. He was trying to turn his rum in the or his water in the rum or something. And he yeah, he, that blo- up. he blows everything up. <laughs> I did that. I did that last night trying to cook popcorn. Oh, I forgot. Jesus. I forgot. I actually had the oil on the stove, and I always put a few seeds in, and you wait for them to pop. That way, you know the oil's ready. I was got distracted and I look in and I got like three like black kernels and I'm like I can't cook popcorn in this so I didn't know what to do with the oil. Did do you have a stir crazy? What those a stir crazy? It's just a popcorn maker. No, I got a stove. You like in like a pan, like a frying pan, like a like a like a pot. Oh, like what you cook spaghetti in. Oh, okay. The... I've never made popcorn in a pot. Really? I've either had bag or a stir crazy. No, you, you just. Put a little bit of oil. Sure, I get the, the concept. Yeah, you put some seeds in. You wait for them in the pot. Then you know the oil is hot. Then you pour the rest of the seeds in. Then you pull it off the flame and you let them kind of all heat up. Sure. Then you put them back on the flame and then they all pop at the same time. The problem is I heated the oil up and I forgot that I had, I forgot what the hell I was doing. I got distracted. <laughs> and I look back and I got three black popcorn kernel like popcorn <laughs> flakes funny. or whatever. And yeah, it, it was. I had to open up some windows and get some fans going to get that. I'm sure because I didn't know what the hell to do with the oil and I made some mistakes. But the house did not burn down. So good. We don't want that to happen again. Never. Anyways, back to Seamus Finnegan. Seamus. Yeah, he could have been fleshed out a little bit more. I mean, I think him and Dean Thomas. They could, they could have done more with those guys. Well, Dean actually has a, a decent part in the seventh book. Okay. He actually goes on the run when they're rounding up Muggleborns. He goes on the run, and he he he, he goes on the run with Ted with uh, Ted Tonks, which is Tonks' dad. Okay. And two goblins. Okay, that makes sense. He goes on the run, but they they get caught. Oh, did he? Did, did does Dean die? No, Dean gets saved by Harry in Malfoy Manor because oh, okay. Harry Harry gets caught. Because I'm not gonna lie, I never watched the seventh movie. <laughs> 
or I think spoilers. it was spoilers. I think it was spoilers. Two, I think it was two parts. Yeah. So I really don't know. I really don't know how the whole thing wraps up. So the set of the movies are actually pretty good. They're not bad. I really don't know how it all wraps up. So yeah. Well, eventually Harry, Ron, and Hermione get caught, and they get but they're disguised. Well, Harry at least is disguised. And there's a lot of uh, polyjuice potion going on. Or is that the sixth movie where they all take the polyjuice potion? That's in the seventh. Is it? Okay. And the second. Okay. Yeah, but it's in the, for the in the movies it's. Part one. Sure. Is this where they go to Slughorn's house, or is that in the sixth movie? That's in the sixth movie, and in, in the sixth book. Sure. So I think they should have done more with Barty Crouch. Barty Crouch Sr. or Jr.? Both of them. Well, they had big parts in the Goblet of Fire. Okay. They could have done more with that. I thought the fourth book, honestly, is like, I think, a good peak Everyone says her. it's kind of the best. It is. It's really well. It's it's well written, and the mystery, like the whole, ba- basically the whole book. You don't know who put Harry's name in the goblet. They, See, she does a really good job at concealing that. I could have done without uh, Cedric Diggory. Not Cedric. Not Cedric. I don't. I didn't. I, I didn't. Didn't do a whole lot for me. <laughs> Yeah, the the book is a lot better than the movie. The movie they jacked up that fourth movie. They yeah. jacked, they jacked it up bad. They left a lot out. I dude like the World Cup portion of the book is really cool. I actually read that. Yeah, and there's nothing on it in the in the movie. They completely just skipped the World Cup. Basically, I thought they did. I thought they showed like they Victor showed Crumb. like in, they showed like the intro to the teams, and then that was it. Victor Crumb. Yeah, they they introduced the teams, and that was it. They show none of the match. They don't really show a lot of the different wizarding cultures from around the world like they describe in the books. Yeah. You don't really see any of that in the movie. See, I feel like if I were a parent, I'd just send my kid to Bo Battens or Dumb, Dumb, what's it called? Dumbstrung. <laughs> Shumdung. Durmstrang. Durmstrang over Hogwarts. It sounds like a bestiality STD, but. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, that does, would be that not personal. I would I would have some issues with that. But now I didn't really understand the Triwizard Tournament. Like, how the hell are four? What what does what purpose does a Goblet of Fire even serve if it's not even going to do its job properly? Well, it's a um, it's a non biased judge, I guess you could say. It's kind of like the Sorting Hat. Sure. Now the Sorting Hat was biased though. He should have put Harry in Slytherin. Harry should have been in Slytherin. He had all the trends. He was fucking pulp, part Voldemort or whatever. <laughs> He should have been Slytherin. No, he was right for Gryffindor. Now, what house would you have been in? Ah, shit. With my luck, probably fucking Hufflepuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time I've taken a test, it's been either Ravenclaw or Slytherin for me. I think mostly Ravenclaw. I've never I've never taken a test. I'm but... not going to lie. I can only name one Ravenclaw student. Cho Chang. That's the only <laughs> Ravenclaw student I know. But, I mean, Hufflepuff is actually the... They're the, they're the best house... Because they're just all the chill people that don't really give a fuck about anything. When I, I read a breakdown of the houses, they were kind of the, like the the most boring. It was like they they're, believe in fairness and well, they're like, the, they would be they would be the they're, they're they're everyone else that the other houses didn't take basically. She so takes, they, they kinda, Helga takes all the rest. So they're probably like in terms of like modern terms, they're probably that's probably the SJW house. Sure. So I would not <laughs> want to be in that one. Um, yeah. Now I don't think I think they should have done more with Nocturne Alley. Nocturne Alley. That was yeah. a pretty cool place. That was pretty good. Yeah, there's there's a little bit on it in the books. Borgen and Burks. Yeah. What else? I think that we've covered everything that I wanted to bring up. Do you have any notes on this episode? I mean, not really. I mean, I like the way the books are written in the third person narrative. Yes, I do she, agree with there. She, she does a really good job with that. It's See, a, I, it's it's a fun series. I'm planning to get. I want I want to at least have the books and read them at some point. 
I haven't finished the entire series yet, but I plan to at some point. It's not, it's not very high on my list, but I get what you're saying. Like there was a time when I was a kid where I couldn't put the books down. Like I read the first three. I think I probably read the, I don't know if I ever finished a guy with a fire or not. I don't think I did. Third book is really good. The I third book was third. my favorite. I enjoyed it. The, my favorite books I think are between three and six. Sure. Can't decide what, what, which, what, you know. Which ones are my favorite? Because I read the third book before the movie came out, or I read most of it before. I think I read all of it before the movie came out, which was pretty cool for me mm-hmm. just to kind of read a book before the movie came out. Yeah. I read a good chunk of the Chamber of Secrets before the movie came out, but I didn't finish all of it. And I never actually finished The Sorcerer's Stone until well after the movie was out. Mm-hmm. I liked the books a lot better than I liked the movies. The movies, yeah. to me, uh, I just it didn't do a whole lot for me. No, the movies, they're I thought okay. Ron was a whiny bitch, I thought. In the movies, they actually make Ron's character actually a little more important than in the books. In the books, he's a little more just kind of dumb. See, I liked the rest of his family, though. I liked his parents. I liked Jenny. I liked uh, I liked Fred and George a lot. Well, Fred and George are, like, some of the most fun characters to, to read in yeah. the books. And the one scene that I really liked in the Chamber of Secrets that didn't make it into the movie and I was really bummed about it was when Harry goes to their house before the thing starts and they like play Quidditch in that like backfield. Yeah. Well, that's probably something that you and I would do as yes, kids, basically. <laughs> that was one of the best scenes in a book that I've ever read. <laughs> yeah. And I can't believe that they, they couldn't work that one into the movie a little bit, but yeah, there was a lot that they didn't get into the movie. Yeah, like Bill and Bill and Charlie. They got Bill into the movies. Wasn't but what, wait, Charlie, was Charlie? Charlie never. Charlie. Got it. No, it was Charlie the banker. No, that's Bill. Charlie is the one that worked in Romania with the dragon. They mention him. Yeah, they mention him in 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 the movies. But he didn't actually make it in. Now Percy was a fucking. He was. See, they leave a lot of Percy's bullshit out of the movies. In the books, he he like betrays the family. If he, I were Arthur Weasley, <laughs> I would have fucking disowned that piece of shit. But yeah, in in the books, he's a jackass. But in the movies, they don't really show that at all. They do a little bit. I don't think. Did he end up? Start, I, don't, I don't think they. Yeah, did. I in don't the think, order in the order of the Phoenix, he started working for the Ministry. Well, he started and, working for the Ministry in Goblet Fire. But something happened, and he shows up, and he's a complete douche. The only scene that I remember him being in in the Order of the Phoenix was in Harry's court trial, and he's just copying down the notes of the trial. Oh, really? He doesn't really do anything else. Now, who the hell was that weird ass like Senate committee that they had assembled? Like, what was that? Was that like that like was the Congress of Wizards or something? Um, that's the whole court. I think that's the whole Gamont. Oh my Wizard god, Gamont. Pretty sure. I don't know. But don't quote me on that. I, I I'm pretty sure that's what they are. The full court, they describe it. Anyways, do you have anything else you wanted to get into this episode? Any more Harry Potter related stuff? Nah. I feel like I mean, we've covered... I could I could answer basically probably any question you got, but I think we covered quite a bit. I think that went a little bit better than what I expected it was gonna go. Yeah, it but... went pretty good. Uh, that's our Harry Potter discussion. If you guys are a Harry Potter fan, or if you guys are an actual witch or wizard, <laughs> and you want to reach out and let us know about the wizarding world a little bit, please tweet us at 30 in the... Let us know what house you'd be in. And please comment on our Facebook page as well. What would your Patronus be? My Patronus? Yeah. Hmm. Like, I was talking to a guy at work about this <laughs> this week, because he, he read Harry Potter on the line theme, like over a course of like a year and he had the books with him and he was like yeah I did the test and my Patronus was a fucking otter man <laughs> I wasn't happy about it no um, I feel like I took the test and mine was a stag are you talking about like in the 
in the series what our my Matronus, Patronus would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Based on what was in the books. Sure, yeah. So okay. we'll go with that. Um, I don't know. Probably a fucking goat. <laughs> Aberforth's Patronus. <laughs> okay. Aberforth uh, Dumbledore. If you know what your Patronus is, please tweet us at 30 in the... You can just cut all that if you want. Yeah, we might need to. Anyways, <laughs> on that note, uh, it's time to get out of here. Listens are pretty good. We're over 3,000 at this point. Fantastic. It's kind of tapered off. The last episode, everybody was starting it, but they weren't finishing it. So we didn't get a lot of hits on that. Even though people have started it, they just haven't finished it. I thought episode. it was 30 seconds. Counts as a stream. It depends on what site you're using. Oh, okay. And Anchor also calculates... Spotify, I think it's 30 seconds. Spotify and Anchor are owned by the same company, but they track their stats differently, Mm. which doesn't make any sense at all. So, (laughs) anyways, on that note, it is about time to get out of here. So, peace. A thief who broke into a freight truck in Denver this week made out with some macabre... Macabre? I think it's macabre. I've always had trouble with this word. This is a word that I'm familiar with. I've always had trouble with it. Macabre. I don't know if he, I, I don't know if it's macabre or if it's just macabre. You know what? Fuck it. You can go ahead. <laughs> a thief who broke into a freight truck in Denver this week made out with some macabre cargo. The dog is a fucking nightmare. Anyways. Well, at least you don't have a freaking wolf next door to you, like my fucking neighbor. A wolf? Dude, this, he's he's a... Uh, he's like a black lab German shepherd mix. So it's kind of like Fang from Harry Potter. No. Haggard's dog. That's a boarhound. Is it? Yeah. Nah, I don't know anything about dogs. Yeah. I couldn't identify a single breed. Like, I know the Golden Retriever. That's about it. Well, Hagrid, Hagrid's dog is a boarhound, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'll, which is, I'll, which I'll is not what it. I'm talking about. It's but, not? Okay. But, dude, their dog will, like, get into my yard somehow. Like, a couple months ago, I left to take the trash out, and the fucking dog was just in my backyard. scared the living fuck <laughs> out of me. Scared the living fuck out of me. It's huge. Fucking barks and shit. Fucking runs like a horse. Gallops to you because it's fucking huge. Well, that was that was the other thing going with that. And I don't have to worry about these dogs because they're pretty well fenced in. But right next door to me in that red brick house, they've got four greyhounds living there. Jesus. And I didn't realize it. Like, I would wake up every single morning to the sound of, like, a pack of dogs. Like, I'm sitting there thinking there's, like, a roving pack of dogs in the neighborhood. But, you know, at that point in the morning, like, I'm not conscious. I'm not really thinking about it. It's just, yeah. oh, there's someone walking a pack of dogs, basically. I look out my bathroom window one morning, and they got, like, privacy fences up. So that's the only way I can see into that yard. And I just kind of look out just for shits and giggles, basically. Yeah. And I see four fucking greyhounds running back and forth in that yard. And I'm like... What in God's name is going over there? And then it really, then it dawned on me because they got that chewy, that chewy uh, dog food service. Sure. They've got like a box of food, like a huge, like an 80 pound box on their porch, like every <laughs> fucking week. And I, I've been noticing that consistently. So then it kind of <laughs> dawned on me that, yeah, they Maybe got. they're like, are they, are they like breeding? Like, I don't, I don't really know. See, I don't really talk to them a whole lot. Like.
Do we want to talk about football now, or do we want to wait for the episode? What do you think? It's your call. This, your this call. is your episode. This is your episode. No, it's this, not. This was your idea. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was just suggesting it for an easy, like, an easy, fun episode. Yeah, sure, yeah. So, this is your episode. <laughs> think of it as, like, I an guess. early... Think of it as, a, like, an early birthday present. Okay. <laughs> it's a pretty shitty birthday present. <laughs> I guess. So, do you want to talk about football now, or do you want to wait? We can talk about it now. All right. So, we'll start with Calvin Ridley. Yeah. What an idiot. What the fuck? What did you think was going to happen? Now, I knew that he had issues going on with this whole, when we just, like, left the Falcons for whatever reason. So, to me, that that's biggest that's the biggest red flag you can have. Sure. So, this motherfucker was sitting there, still as a member of the Falcons, even though he decided, decided he was not going to play, and was like, man, I want to throw some cash down on some games. So he fucking would download FanDuel or something or DraftKings and was just like, man, I'm going to throw a few hundred down on some games. What the hell are you thinking? Like, that's one of the biggest things that's hammered home in every NFL player is you don't bet on professional football if you're going to be in the league. Literally. And it's in the locker rooms. It's everywhere. Don't bet on football. What was he thinking? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you have to register with these sites and everything. I mean, and he clearly did all that because he got caught so so quickly. I mean, he probably thought that they weren't paying attention to him since he walked off. Yeah. Maybe he thought he was good. Obviously not. Obviously. What the hell? Idiot. Idiot. Now there's video out there that claims that he's been doing it for a while. He's been betting on football for a while. And he's been betting on games that he's been playing in. <laughs> and when you look at the videotape, like, he's done a lot of really stupid shit where he's, like, taking a pass and, like, gone back 10 yards. He does this type of thing a lot. Or he has, like, an open lane to the end zone, and he tries, like, a triple move that he doesn't need to make. Like, it's yeah, tackled. sure. You ever see any of that shit? It's crazy. That's ridiculous, man. 